For the last few weeks, we have been working our way through the first part of the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, today we finish. Uh, we don't get to get to the end because next week we are in Lent and we have uh, traditional Lenten reading for the first Sunday of Lent and then after that in the book of John for weeks and weeks and weeks. So uh, when we come back into Matthew's Gospel, we've decided we've left all of the Sermon on the Mount and have moved on. Which is a pity, but never mind. Last week we finished with Jesus saying, Be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. And I invited you all to go home and to think about what it meant to be perfect like your Father in heaven was perfect. So I'm sure you spent many hours pondering that. And you now have great answers to share. But just in case you don't, I invite you to turn to the people next to you and have a short conversation just to kind of get your thinking going and then we'll see what ideas you come up with. What does it mean to be perfect as God is perfect? Very good one. We should get him to do more preaching. 
So, one of the things I've said is that the Gospels were all about Jesus being God enfleshed. So the incarnation is God was out there and God is perfect, but then Jesus is God, so Jesus is God enfleshed. So how does Jesus live out God's perfection? If we think God is perfect, the Gospel writer said the way to understand God's perfection is through Jesus. So how do you think Jesus shows us what God's perfection is like. Peter. Unconditional love. Okay, any other ways you would think of that? He didn't worry about the prostitutes and the tax gatherers and cast everybody the same. Right. Okay. Well, let's hang on to those two things. I think that in Matthew's Gospel, righteousness and perfection and holiness are interchangeable words. Jesus, and Matthew has Jesus, using those three words interchangeably, but he's talking about the same thing. And in the Sermon on the Mount and the whole of the Gospel, righteousness, perfection, holiness are one of the key themes, if not the key theme. It's what it's all about, being righteous, being perfect, being holy. We've heard it earlier in the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus said that uh, his hearers' righteousness needed to exceed that of the Pharisees and the scribes. We heard it last week when we were told that we were to be perfect, like our Heavenly Father is perfect. We heard it today in the Gospel reading that we are to seek after God's kingdom of righteousness and then all these things will be added unto you as the song goes. So it is a theme that just sits there all the time. And so it's important that we understand what's meant by it. It's also important because I think how we understand being perfect, being righteous, being holy also shapes our understanding of God and our understanding of who we are in relation to God and what the whole Jesus event is about. If you were to go on the internet and type in the word righteousness and Google that, and you'd probably have to do it on Google, the first three definitions are they are being morally good, following religious or moral laws, a state of moral perfection, and to be without guilt or sin. And that moral perfection was required by God to enter heaven. Now those are pretty common understandings of what perfection is and about what righteousness is. Now, the image of God that goes with that is that God is without blemish, without guilt, without sin. God is holy. And because God is holy, God cannot abide having anything that is not holy, righteous, sinless, without guilt in God's presence. 
and that cuts us out. So Jesus comes to offer us a way of getting into heaven after we die. And perhaps some people would explain that through the cross being where Jesus pays the price, dies for our sin. So that is one explanation of the gospel. But what happens if we change our understanding of what perfection, righteousness, holiness is? What does that do to our image of God and what the gospel is all about? Well, to get us into that... Who knows about perfect tense? Can anyone describe the perfect tense? This is a wonderful thing I discovered when I was doing Greek all those years ago. I can't remember much about Greek, but I do remember the perfect tense. I learned so much English grammar doing Greek, things I've never learned before in my life. How would you describe the perfect tense? Is the perfect tense about being without blemish? A morally good sentence. Is that what it means? Yeah, there's a really key ingredient about about the perfect tense that makes it work, that differentiates from every other tense. It's a completed thing. It happened in the past and is completed, but its effects flow into the present. The important thing about the imperfect tense is it is finished, completed. To be perfect meant completed. Now the word Jesus used, well in the Greek, the word Jesus used was teleos. And teleos doesn't mean without blemish, it doesn't mean morally good, it meant completed. So when Jesus said be perfect, he didn't mean be without blemish, the Greek word meant be completed, be finished, like your heavenly Father is finished. So what does that mean? Well, if you go down to about hit number five on Google, you'll get a quote from N.T. Wright, who is an Anglican bishop in England, and he's also a Bible scholar, and if you were to pigeonhole him, he, you'd probably pigeonhole him in the evangelical kind of part of the church, but I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be that happy about being pigeonholed. And he says, The central biblical discussions of righteousness thus principally concern membership in the covenant and the behaviour appropriate to that membership. So that kind of feels like being morally good. But then he goes on to say, These passages depend on a theology in which God is creator and judge of all the earth and in which God's people are to reflect God's own character. And in which God's people are to reflect God's own character. In other words, righteousness is about reflecting God's character. Perfection is about reflecting God's character. So what happens then when we apply that to our images of God? Well, that means the really important thing about God isn't God's being without blemish, sin, etc. The really important thing about God is God's character. And how do we discover God's character? Well, primarily through the life and the ministry and teaching of Jesus. 
So you have a look at how Jesus lived his life, you have a look at what he taught, and you say, what is God's character revealed in this person who is God enfleshed? And then you say, that is God's character, and when I exhibit these characteristics all the time, I will be perfect. I will be complete. Now, one of the ways of understanding the Bible is that it is a story. A story about our creation and the creation of all of creation through to our completion. When the story ends. And that Jesus' role in the story is to give us a big kick up the pants to push us forward in the story towards our completion, but also to stand well ahead of us and say, this is where you are heading. This is what it looks like when you are complete. This is what it looks like when you are perfect, righteous, holy. So get on with it. Start moving in this direction just a little bit quicker because you seem to have got stalled. That's called the moral arch of history or the historical arch of the biblical story. From our creation to our completion. It changes how we engage with the biblical story. We are about to enter into a time of Lent. Lent is traditionally a time where we give up something. Well, I wonder if one of the things some of us, all of us, need to give up is some of our images of God. Images of God which require us to be morally good, without sin, without guilt. And instead replace those images of God with a God who is compassionate and loving and merciful, life-giving, a God of justice. A couple of weeks ago I talked about the book that I've been reading by Rob Bell and Don Golden called Jesus Came to Save Christians Too. And uh, in it they talk about this moral arch of history, and they talk about that in terms of God's desire for there to be a people who in flesh live out God's character. And they describe that character as a character of compassion and mercy and love and justice. Sometimes when we focus on righteousness being about being morally good. The problem with that is, it's still about me. If I am morally good, or if I do whatever I need to do, I will get into heaven. If we apply that to today's reading, the problem with all of those things that Jesus talked about was that it was all about the individual or the groups of people. Worry about where they will get their food, where they will have their water, where they will live, what clothes they will wear, would wear. It was all about them. 
But if the point of the story is to create a community that enfleshes God's characteristics, then it's not actually about me. It's not my completion isn't the point. The point is when we, as God's people, are complete and all of creation abounds with the characteristics of God. The point is all of creation, not me. That's what it means to seek after God's righteousness. So, this Lent, maybe another thing we have to let go of, is making ourselves the focus. And to think about how we look beyond ourselves and the society we live in. What does it mean to work with God to create a community, a society, which enfleshes God's characteristics? You have a few days before Lent starts to think about what you might need to give up, what images, what focuses, and to think about what habits you will need to develop that will help you both give up those things and to develop some new understandings of God, new images of God and what God's righteousness and perfection is. And as you think about that, we finish with last week's words from the message and the NRSV. Jesus said, in a word, what I'm saying is this. Grow up. Your kingdom is subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others. The way God lives towards you. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect.